be attentive. Brethren, when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, sent through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands that is, not not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy place, taking not the blood of goats and calves, but his own blood, thus securing an, an eternal redemption. For if the sprinkling of the defiled persons with the blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of a heifer sanctifies for the purification of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, through who the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify your conscience? From dead works to serve the living God. Peace be with you, the reader. According to St. Mark, let us be attentive. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. At that time, Jesus, taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was going to happen to him, saying, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and deliver him to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and spit upon him, and scourge him and kill him, and after three days he will rise. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him, and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said to him, We are able. And Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand, or at my left, is not mine to grant, but is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant of James and John. And Jesus called, to them, called them to him and said to them, 
You know that those who are supposed to rule over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man also came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Peace be to you who reads the good tidings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we are on the fifth and final Sunday of Great Lent. Believe it or not. And we commemorate St. Mary of Egypt on this fifth and final Sunday of Great Lent. But she plays an important role throughout Great Lent. If you remember the first week, clean week, every single evening during the Great Compline, the church invites us to say a portion of the great canon of St. Andrew, who was inspired by the life of St. Mary of Egypt to write that canon of repentance. And then this week, on Thursday, we do the great canon of St. Andrew during the Orthros service in its entirety. And also we read the life of St. Mary of Egypt in its entirety. And so her life and her example of repentance for us is a great icon, a great image for us to keep in mind throughout Great Lent, even though in the fifth week particularly we focus on her. And I just wanted to raise up three things for us to take away from her life and to try to think about in our own life and in the life of those people around us that are close to us. The first point is that we know that St. Mary, before she repented, lived a life 17 years of great and deep sin that her parents probably would not have been able to recognize her at the end of this 17 years, starting from the age when she was 12 until she was 29. But we want to not forget that she was baptized in the church as an infant, that she had this seed planted deep in her soul, And this can never be taken away from her. It cannot be taken away from any Orthodox Christian. When we receive this apostolic baptism, something very significant happens to us. We have our image recreated. We are united to Christ. All that He did, His life, His death, His burial, His resurrection we are given the opportunity to have a new life in Christ, in the church. 
We know that she received the holy mysteries after her baptism and probably for some time while she was being raised in Alexandria. So this seed planted in her, this mystery that took place, grafting her into Christ and into the church, was active even while she was sinning. So that all that she had to do was to turn like the prodigal son. And the father hastened down the road to meet her. So that's the first point. We need to look at our life and know that the Holy Spirit, the grace of God, is living and active in each one of us by virtue of our baptism. That we can say no. We can turn away in our freedom. We saw St. Mary of Egypt do just that. But still, it was active and alive inside of her. The second point and this probably is equally important. God loves us so much, and His love is so unconditional, so unconditional that it's hard for us to see any kind of love in our life that comes even close. Nowhere in our human life do we see such unconditional love. We are so conditioned by conditional love that we're afraid to make mistakes in our human relationships because we feel like someone will not love us. They will no longer accept us. They will no longer be kind to us or forgive us or be reconciled to us. And we are conditioned by this again and again and again in our human relationships. And so it's really easy for us to project that onto God. And to forget that there is nothing we can do. Nothing that we can do that would cause Him to stop loving us. Think about that for a moment. There is nothing you can do that will change God's love for you. Not at all. And so when Mary of Egypt entered into the deepest sinful place that a human being could enter into. God was still 100% loving her. Waiting to forgive her, to restore her, to reconcile her, to embrace her, and to bestow upon her every blessing from on high. All she needed to do was to turn back to Him. And so we see in St. Mary of Egypt an example of this unconditional love. She serves for us as a reminder all the time of the fact that there is nothing we can do to cause God to turn away from us. We turn away from Him. He does not turn away from us. Our names start out in the book of life. Only we hold the eraser. God definitely holds us accountable for our choices, but that doesn't change the fact that He loves us unconditionally. The third and final point is in St. Mary of Egypt, we see the power of our freedom. 
When we cooperate with the grace of God, when we align our will with the will of God, then anything is possible. Someone can levitate in the air. Someone can live on two loaves of bread and outwear their clothing, even in the cold, cold desert and the hot, scorching sun of the same desert in a different season. We can see a person literally walk across the Jordan River without getting wet. We can see someone who for 47 years, day in, day out, moment in, moment out, was turning back to God in sincere, teared, tear-filled, and heartfelt repentance. This is the exercise of freedom of a human being toward their God. And the miraculous wonders that we see in the life of St. Mary of Egypt are literally possible for everyone who uses their freedom in a similar way. God says, greater things than you see in me you shall do if you want to. If you call on my name, if you avail yourself of my power, of my grace, of my life in you, then greater things than you see me do you shall do. If you see me raise the dead, you shall raise the dead. If you see me move mountains, you shall move mountains. If you see me in an unconditional love for the Lord, through me you can have that same unconditional love for the Father. And then all things are possible. So as we focus on the last week of Great Lent and then Holy Week, let us remember these three things that we have the grace of God in us through our baptism, living and active, waiting for us to use our free will to respond and turn to Him. And we need to remember the unconditional love of God for us, no matter what. That He wants us to be partakers of all of His blessings, of all of His peace and His love and His joy, all we have to do is accept these gifts and turn to Him like St. Mary of Egypt. Amen.